Welcome back to the Weights and Wine podcast. This podcast is for all the girlies who love to lift super heavy weights and eat their body weight and protein daily. So if you're one of those, or if you just like to snack all day long and you love your carbs and you love your tequila shots on the weekends, then you're in the right place. You should stay a while and join us. I'm your host, Neta Veda, and let's get into this episode. Welcome back. I'm so annoyed because I... I swear, I thought there was a way that I could take a video and record at the same time on the app that I use, but I can't. And I had this whole thing planned out where I was going to film myself recording a podcast because apparently that's a thing that people do. And listen, I'm, I always thought, well, I always told myself, I'm gonna, you know, know what's going on. Like I'm going to be hip and in touch with everything for forever. Like I'm not going to you know, not know who the next Justin Bieber is or things like that. But lo and behold, I am not that great at keeping up with stuff because (laughs) I'm at that age where I just don't care enough to. And that's backfiring right now. So anyway, maybe next time, I think I have to buy an actual camera. And when I first started recording content and like creating content, me and Gil would go camera shopping and we'd like look at different cameras and see what was best. But then the iPhone came out with like exceptional quality videos. So I'm like, well, I have an iPhone and I have the latest one. So why would I need a camera? And now I'm realizing maybe I need to go back to thinking about getting a camera. So that might be a fun adventure we take at some point soon to buy a camera to film. And it reminds me of the very first podcast episode that I ever recorded with my friends at Stoke Athletics for their podcast, the No Longer Novice podcast. That one was filmed. And It's good because not only is it filmed and you're recording for a podcast, but you can also use those videos as content. So it's a win-win. It's like killing two birds with one stone. So to-do list, get a camera. (laughs) And I was like so excited too, because I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like people think I record in a studio or something because a lot of my friends have asked me that. And I'm like, I'm literally in my bed with my robe on or like right now I came to my kitchen because I'm not going to like film myself laying in bed recording a podcast. That's kind of weird. So I was like, let me sit at least. Um, and I think it's better for your voice too. If you like sit up a certain way and just better for your posture and everything in general, but anywho, moving on, um, to do list, buy a camera and fix my posture. It's funny because when I was younger, I had a French teacher in high school and she was convinced I was a gymnast. And I'm like, girl, ma'am, madame, I've, you know, she was French. We called her madame. Um, I was like, I've never done gymnastics in my life. I barely had any balance or coordination similar to now. And she's like, your posture is so good though. Like your, the way you carry yourself. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. But I cannot attribute that to posture. Anywho, moving on, I am excited for today's episode. And this is, it's not going to be a two-part episode. It's going to be like, I was going to say it's going to be two different parts, but it's not like, okay, here's the thing. (laughs) When it comes to health and fitness, to me, your health and your fitness are different. Yes, they interchange and yes, they work together, but at the end of the day, they're two different things. So 
I find that with the health, it's more like your nutrition, your water, your fiber, like things like that. And then your fitness is more like your workouts, your neat, your stretching, your post and pre-workout recovery, like things like that. How active you are during the day, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera, all that good jazz. So I thought that I will take you along on my nutrition journey and how I got to where I am. And I thought this would be a fun episode because every time I speak about it, I give like little bits of info, but I never have told anyone like the full, full story. And it's not like I'm hiding anything. It's just, there's not really time when, like, even when I was on my friend's podcast, it's hard to get all that out in an hour episode, especially when like, this is just nutrition we're going to talk about today. And fitness is a whole different, like episode in itself, which will come out soon as well. But I thought that I would do nutrition first because we've been on a nutrition kick lately. Like we talked about meal prep. We talked about feeling strong, which, you know, you got to eat food to do. We talked a lot about nutrition lately. So I thought it would kind of just tie in nicely. And yeah, so that's where we're at right now. That's what we're doing now. And yeah, so this is kind of just like a very step-by-step, what I did, what worked for me, what I went through, my struggles, because everyone has struggles. And if people tell you they don't have struggles, they are lying to you because everyone has struggles. And here's the raw, unfiltered, which I'm surprised I haven't cursed yet. We're about five minutes in, so I'm doing pretty good. And we're just going to get right into it. Here's my full nutrition journey. Okay, so here's the general disclaimer that just because it worked for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you. This is my personal journey. This is what I went through and you don't have to go through it. And honestly, if you actually listen to this and take away what I'm saying, you have like really good tools to actually set yourself up for success on your nutrition journey. But I know that especially with like social media and everyone thinking they know everything and whatnot, there's a lot of information out there. And especially if you are a younger female, it's, you're very, what's the word? You're, you can be easily influenced by things. And even if you're an adult female, like everyone can be easily influenced. So just know that this is what worked for me. And it's like so cliche to say that it's like kind of cringy, but again, this is my personal journey. So what I went through my ups and downs and here we go. So I do need to preface this. And I do say this quite often in my episodes, but luckily and thankfully, My genetics are pretty good. My parents are slim. They're not like super toned. They're not like muscular. They don't work out, but they're also not big. Like my dad's pretty tall. He's very slim. My mom's very petite. She's slim. So my genetics growing up, well, I guess we'll start in, actually, I guess we could start. I have my notes starting in high school, but now that I think about it, we'll start from like a younger age. So the way my parents or my mom cooked food was very like, family style meals. And there was, you know, she came from Iran. So a lot of it was like rice with stews and different carbs, like potatoes, beans, things like that. So it was very heavy meals. And that's what I ate as a kid. Like fuck your chicken tenders and fries. PB and J who? Like I grew up eating legit like gourmet meals as a child. And because of that and like that's what the kids in iran did too like when my parents were growing up while my mom was growing up 
And because their lifestyle was so different than it was in America, they never like gained a significant amount of weight. They were relatively healthy and active as kids because they spent a lot of the time outside running around, things like that. Here in America, that's not as prevalent. Like a lot of times you're indoors on your phones or whatnot, you're watching TV. Like it's more screen time than it is active time. But basically because I did that and I wasn't super active as a kid, I was pretty big. I think I was like 140 or like 150 pounds as like a fourth grade. Like I was a chubby, chubby child. And then I just grew into it. Like I went through puberty pretty early, actually. Like I was still in elementary school. And then in middle school, like my body kind of evened out. And like it was that awkward phase of middle school that no one wants to talk about. But I got taller because I was going through puberty. And I think the weight just kind of like and balance itself out. And no, so now we're in high school. Again, luckily, I was pretty slim. It was thanks to my genetics. I was able to eat whatever I wanted. I was also very active. I didn't have my own car, and I don't live too far away from my town's high school, so I was able to kind of, if I wanted to, I'd walk, or my friends would drive me, or if my mom let me take her car for the day or whatnot, I was always somewhat active. I also did track and field for spring and winter seasons, all four years of high school. So again, keeping that activity in there. And yeah, I just luckily could eat whatever I wanted. It didn't matter. I remember I would eat like a whole sub of a sandwich and then go run in my track meet. Like, and it was fun. So I also guess I have to say that my family never ate out either. A lot of, not a lot, every single meal we ate was home cooked. My mom would cook everything. Even when I would take lunch at school, my mom would make me lunch. My mom would make me breakfast. And it wasn't anything crazy. It was like turkey sandwiches. I guess that's it. Because <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Um, granola bars, like just things you get as a kid, an athlete, like Gatorade, apples, nuts, string cheese, like the basics that you eat as an athlete in high school lots of water, things like that. And then obviously I would have snacks like goldfish, chips, like pretzels. But yeah, that was pretty much high school. So taking that mentality, I went to college, I went away to college and I just had that mentality of I can eat whatever I want and I'm not going to gain weight. I also never thought about weight. Like weight to me was never an issue when I was younger. I didn't really care that much what I looked like, I guess, because I knew I looked good and I knew like there was nothing significantly wrong with me. It never occurred to me like I need to lose weight or I need to gain weight or I look this way, this way. Like it just, it never crossed my mind, which looking back is actually very interesting to me. But yeah, that's just the truth. So then I'm getting to college. I'm in college now. And again, I'm still with that mentality of I can eat whatever I want to eat and I'm not going to gain weight. So the reason I told you and I emphasize like, I ate home cooked meals was because my mom also eats relatively healthy. So the meals she cooked for us were healthy. They were very inherently well balanced and there was not a lot of sodiums, added sugars or fats in them. When you go to a dining hall and a college dining hall and listen, I didn't go to Princeton or Yale, so I didn't have the best quality dining hall food. I blew up. Like I remember I came back from college for a break in October. And my dad is the most soft-spoken, best-mannered, like honestly, the best person ever. 
And he looks at me, he's like, wow, you gained weight. And I feel like men don't realize things. So for him to say that, I was like, oh my God, what? I went from eating like everything that was clean and balanced to just eating French fries, pizza, pasta, sandwich, a salad, hamburger, chicken tenders, all in one meal. And like, then there was dessert and then there was ice cream and then just such like an excess of alcohol because I didn't really drink a lot in high school. Like I did a few times here and there, but you know, it was only when I was with my best friend, like I wasn't super crazy about it. And then going and taking that into high, taking that into college, it just, it led to a lot of really bad eating patterns because I had the unlimited meal plan. I was living on campus. So I ate whenever I wanted and it was so bad. And then going into the fact that I am in college and I'm going out five, six nights a week, excessive drinking, and you're mixing the alcohol with sugar because I'm 18 and I don't like the taste of alcohol. So I'm trying to drown it down in juice and soda and whatever. And then you're done with the bars at 2 a.m. and you're getting pizza to go home. And it just led to such bad eating patterns. So basically, I blew up. Like, I was very bloated. All the sodium and alcohol and added sugars and everything just got to me. And it wasn't like I was working out either. I went from, you know, running and track and field for almost half the year for four years to now the only walking I would do is when I was walking around campus, when I was drunk walking, when I was walking to the bars or if I was dancing at the bar, like it wasn't really, I, I never went to the gym and yeah, that's what college was like. I did eat more balance when I was home though, because you know, I'm home and it's clean food at home. You know exactly what you're putting in. You know exactly how much you're putting in and you can control that. And it's just a very different vibe and a very different lifestyle. So again, my parents, like we're not the type of family who like orders Uber Eats or like DoorDash daily. I don't think we've actually ever done that in my house. So it's very out of the blue for us and out of the norm. So it's not something I would do, which is why being home over the summers, I was able to kind of lose all that weight that I gained because it wasn't really weight. It was a lot of like water weight and like water retention, things like that. So that was easily lost when I was home for college. And then that was kind of what I did for three and a half years. My second semester of senior year, the colleges I went to, so many of you know by now, I used to be a teacher. So I did my undergrad and my master's in education. The college that I went to for undergrad had a program for teachers. And you did three and a half years of academic work at the campus. And then you had to go back to your hometown, your last, your second semester senior year to do student teaching. And so while all my friends were still in college, second semester, senior year, and they're going to spring break and they're going to our last day parties and things like that, I was home being a freaking teacher, not even getting paid for it. It was bullshit. (laughs) And it's not like I'm even teaching anymore. So whatever. Anyway, I came home and I had to be like a real adult. So I got my school assignment. I was ready to go. I was student teaching. And I very quickly realized that I am a bitch when I am not fed. Like I take hangry to another level and Gil will tell you, (laughs) like, don't talk to me. Don't even look at me if I'm not fed. I, it's like actually insane, but I realized very quickly that I need to keep my energy up to keep up with the kids. So 
and I was doing teaching for first graders. And you know, when you're a first grade, you're little, you're energetic, you're lively, you are, you don't give a fuck about life. You're just chilling. So what helped me was I was like, okay, I need to start packing better food. I need to start packing food. I need to like really look at my nutrition. Say, like, what am I doing? Why am I so tired by 12 PM? Like these kids all have energy. I need to get my shit together. So what I did was I started just packing lots of snacks and packing lunch. And I also realized very quickly that I can't afford to eat out at lunch because I'm not even getting paid to do this. And I have no income right now. Actually, I think I was baby. Yeah. I think I started babysitting at the time, but again, it's not, I can't buy $20 salads every day. So that's kind of where that started. My like meal prep, my pre-meal prep obsession. And then going into post-college, no, we're already in post-college. Okay. So in college, graduated, great. Got a job, great. This was in 2017. Yeah, I graduated college with undergrad in 2017. Now we are post-college, we're working. I was subbing and then I was a TA. So same thing. I was packing my own stuff, my own snacks, my own lunches. And again, nothing crazy. It was like pasta with chicken and veggies, rice with protein and veggies, turkey sandwiches, like whatever, nothing crazy. In April, 2018 is when I began my fitness journey. Now we're not going to talk about fitness. We're going to talk about just the health part of it and the nutrition. But when I started my fitness journey, I would watch YouTube videos of Whitney Simmons and Chrissy Chella and see like, cause I wanted inspo for their workouts, but I would also see their meal preps. And I was like, huh, let's take a look at this and see what this is. So then they talked about how a lot of what they attribute to their success in built, developing their physique was nutrition. So then I really started taking nutrition more seriously. And I learned how to meal prep by watching YouTube. I then started meal prepping every single meal and snack. So I would do my overnight oats. I would do yogurt parfaits. I would do the same pasta, chicken, and veggies. I would meal prep chicken, rice, veggies. Like I, I can't say chicken, broccoli, and rice because that sounds so cringe. So it's chicken, broccoli, and veggies. No, chicken, rice, and veggies. Whatever. You get what I'm saying. And then I would also meal prep snacks and meal prepping snacks for me could quite literally be something so simple as dividing up fruit so I can just grab it and go in the morning when I don't really want to spend time like chopping and dicing. It's something so simple or having like cuties or like a banana ready to grab and go. It's nothing crazy. And then I just would learn different swaps. Like I would have Greek yogurt mixed with protein powder instead of ice cream. Like I would have stuffed dates. I would make oat balls. Like I just kind of learned what food works better for my body. And then I did that for a few months. Come April, 2018, I ended up finding Zach Rushalo on Instagram. And he, I think his ad is the flexible dieting lifestyle. And I fell in love with that concept because I realized I don't have to restrict myself eating. I can eat whatever I want to eat. And if I do want something, there's a way to make it more well-balanced. So if I do want pizza, there's nothing wrong with pizza. I can add chicken on the side or get some greens on the side, or I can enjoy my pizza and then have a lower fat meal the next meal. Just like learning balance. And that really became key for me. And his whole page is full of macro-friendly recipes, which I didn't know what a macro was until again, we're still in 2018. I started using my fitness pal. Now this was triggering for me because 
I, it wasn't so much the numbers. The numbers to me really didn't mean anything because I don't know why I just am not emotionally attached to the numbers. Like the number on the scale, I don't care about. The number of macros and calories they gave me, I don't really care about. And I'm not going to say what number it had me at, but it was very low. And I realized just how much I was under eating. Even though I was eating relatively healthy and clean, I was still under eating significantly. And so the number they gave me, while to me right now it's very low, I ended up actually doing a somewhat of a bulk because I was under eating that much unintentionally. Like I didn't know I was under eating. So now I'm actually gaining weight. I'm gaining muscle. And this is while I'm still relatively new in the gym. So I just used my fitness pal for about a year and it changed the calories whenever they needed to. I didn't really know much about the macronutrients at the time. I kind of just paid more attention to the map, to the calories. But I will say that in my experience with my fitness pal, I do not recommend it because they have your protein very low. And if you want to build muscle and if you want to gain lean muscle and look nice and toned and strong, you need to be eating a lot of protein and they don't give you that. So that's just my gripe with my fitness pal. Moving on. I did this for over a year. We're now in December of 2019. I started dating Gil and he actually taught me how to properly bulk. So now I switch my goal to gaining weight and I'm following my fitness pal. I went in and out of tracking macros for a few months because me and Gil started dating. So we started going out more and I didn't really want to sit there and track all the sushi and all the pizza I ate. It was whatever. I was finally at power 10. So it wasn't planet fitness. So it was a gym that I could get more out of. And I didn't really feel the need to really worry about my food that much because I wanted to focus more on my fitness. So we started dating 2019 and I just, because he was so into fitness, he almost like pushed me into, well, he did push me into doing what I wanted to do. And what I wanted to do was be like, learn more about nutrition. I genuinely loved learning about different foods and how it fueled me. I loved learning about macros. I love learning about calories. And this is also like the more, um, what's it called? The more research I did on this, the more I realized I hate my fitness pal because I'm like, this is not correct. And my issue with my fitness pal was that when you would eat something like cheese, for example, it had a note in red that said this food is high in fat. And I'm like, well, duh, it's cheese. And to me, that led to a very bad relationship with food. And I remember I went through a period of not eating cheese and I love cheese. And yeah, so if you're looking to track your macros, don't use my fitness pal, please. Anyway. March 2020 comes, and as we all know, the world shuts down, COVID, quarantine, all that jazz, and I'm home. I was teaching at the time. I'm obviously not going to sit on my computer for eight hours a day staring at a blank screen teaching, so I got my nutrition certification online, and that also helped me learn a lot more about what I wanted to do, and at this point in my life, gyms were closed, but Gil... (laughs) He has a squat rack in his room and he has a the barbell plates. He has other materials. So it's like, I didn't really feel like I was missing out on a workout. Plus he literally is the manager of the gym. So we, we had access to it, even though most of the world didn't, but whatever. It's like three years later, so I can say that now. <laughs> I just 
feel like I learned so much about nutrition in that time. And I just fell in love with it. I loved learning. Okay. What high protein meal can I make with this? What's a quick way to meal prep for the week? What flavors go together? Like I thought it was the funnest thing, the most fun, the fun, whatever, just going into the kitchen on a Sunday and thinking, okay, I have an hour. What can I meal prep? Because there's such a stigma around meal prepping that it takes you so long and it really doesn't. And the crock pot, like I would think, okay, what's like a one pot crock pot meal I can make that's not a stew and it's not a soup like or a chili, like what's fun? And I would just get so creative in the kitchen. And I think that's what really sparked my interest too. Like I got on a whole protein pancake kick. I just, I really fell in love with it. And it was, there's something so satisfying about it too, because I cook for us now and he loves it too. So I think when you have that support of a partner as well, it's a game changer. So shout out to Gil. (laughs) And now we're still in 2020. So this kind of happened for the next two plus years. I just really fell in love with learning about it. So I would do a lot of research. And then comes August, 2022. Oh, I also started nutrition coaching. Some of my friends, I had some clients online, but because like school was very weird at the time, like we didn't know if we were going back to teaching, we didn't know what was going on and it was very flip-floppy. So that had to kind of go on pause for me because then we had to just relearn everything basically. So I stopped nutrition coaching for a while, actually for forever because I haven't done it in a while. Um, anyway, so then August 22 comes, 2022 comes. So now we're this past August. I stopped teaching and I knew I was like, listen, I'm more into health. I'm more into fitness. This is the lifestyle I want to go down more. Teaching is not helping me. It's making me more stressed and it's making me miss time that I could be spent doing other things towards my goals and towards what I actually want to do. So stop teaching. And then because I stopped teaching, I didn't need to meal prep as much. So I didn't need to necessarily make five lunches and five breakfasts and five or like 10 different snacks because I'm a big snacker. I have like two or three snacks a day. I didn't need to take all that to work because my schedule now, I'm not working nine to five every single day. It changes a lot and it's allowing me to have more flexibility. So with that, I was able to do more of meal prep style that I talked about in my meal prep episode, but I call it like cook once, make two to four meals. So like I would cook a big meal. And then if I'm making dinner one night, I would have enough for like lunch the next day, like maybe dinner the next day too. And then that's kind of what I've been doing now for a few months because I just realized like meal prepping doesn't have to be super elaborate and super crazy. Like it can literally just be like, oh, I'm making enough for today and tomorrow. And that can be a meal prep in its own it doesn't have to take you a million hours on a Sunday and you don't have to make everything super Instagram worthy pretty. It doesn't matter. It's just as long as it helps you reach your goals and it tastes good. That's what matters. And then I also got more into meal prep hacks. So I talked and I learned about like, well, I talked about this in my meal prep one-on-one episode, but I also just learned more. I learned how to use minute rice, buying already diced vegetables, using rotisserie chicken. Like all of these hacks were so much more beneficial it made more sense to use what you have, basically. I feel like 
again, meal prepping, there's such a stigma around it, but like, it really is not something crazy. Use these different hacks. Like it's not, you're not wrong for buying your rotisserie chicken or buying chicken from Nortra Farms or Uncle Giuseppe's. And that's your source of protein. Like you don't have to make chicken from scratch every single week if you don't want to. And yeah, that was just another thing I learned in nutrition. And now fast forward to November, 2022, I started strategically bulking. And the reason I say strategically is because when I first tried bulking, when I was eating gill, it was more like eat everything in sight because I wasn't really tracking. I just kept eating and eating and eating. And yeah, I gained muscle, but I also gained a significant amount of fat as well. Now for the past few months, it's been very, okay, we're going to increase calories every single week. We're going to really focus on eating whole nutrient dense foods, getting our whole grains in, our healthy fats, our proteins or lean proteins, should I say, and also having snacks because snacks are life and also getting veggies and uh, fiber and fruits in there. So that's what I've been doing since. And it's been working so well. I, my goal was really only to gain, I think it was like five or six pounds. And I started in November. Now we're ending, we're close to the end of, why did Siri just come on? Shut up, Siri. Now we're getting close to the end of March. And I think I'm like two pounds away from my goal. And this is literally why I say it's a strategic bulk, because you might hear this and say, oh, like five pounds, like I could gain that overnight. It's like, you actually can't. You actually can't gain five pounds of fat or lose five pounds of fat overnight. Like that's all your water weight that you're seeing. So that's why the number on the scale doesn't mean shit. But to strategically put on muscle and like try and keep your body fat relatively low at the same time is not easy. But it's something that I know is like such it was like an accomplishment for me to do this right now. And it was such like a mind fuck going into it because it's like, okay, I am going to gain weight. I want to gain weight. I want to get stronger. I want to keep gaining muscle. But again, I don't want to keep gaining fat. So playing that game, it's not for everyone. But for me, I think it's so fun. I look at my macros as like macro Tetris. Like what can I fit into my day to help me reach my goals? And that's been just like the most fun part for me because that's what's helped me really get to where I am now. And I've been using Macro Factor, that app for I think a year now, maybe more. And I really have nothing bad to say about it. I think it's awesome. And yeah, that's my nutrition journey. How I started off basically not caring about what I ate to very quickly realizing I need food and food gives you energy. And then getting into macro and calorie counting and just learning what fuels my body. And that's pretty much it. I know we're out of time, but I just wanted to end this off by saying you can listen to this episode and you can take nothing away. You can listen to this episode and take everything away. But the biggest and most important piece of advice and fact that I have is you have to find a diet and an eating habit that works for you and only you and one you can stick to. It doesn't matter what I eat. It doesn't matter that I track macros or calories. That works for me. I genuinely love it. I don't care about the number. It could tell me to eat 5,000 calories and I wouldn't care. It could tell me to eat, actually, I'm not going to say low number because I don't want that to get into someone else's heads. But if you are triggered by numbers and if calorie counting doesn't work for you, then don't do it. I made a whole episode on how to inherently build a well-balanced plate. Use that tool. 
find something that works for you because that's the only thing that's going to get you to reach your goals. Look at my, I mean, I'll literally go over my history again. Like eating whatever I wanted ended up not working for me. It made me gain a lot of weight and a lot of fat. And that's not what I wanted. Also at the same time, meal prepping worked for me. Having everything ready to go worked for me. It may not work for you, but you have to try it all. You have to at least give it a shot and then see what works for you because that's the only thing that's actually going to help you succeed on your journey. And on that note, that's my whole fitness journey. And all right, we're definitely way over time. But I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you took something away from it. We don't have time for favorites this week, but I think I said a bunch in this episode. I already shouted out my favorite macro tracking app, which is Macro Factor. But anyway, I hope you have a great week. I hope something resonated with you. And if you have any other questions on my personal fitness journey, you can always reach out and I will happily answer them. On that note, have a great week.